Hey there, friend. I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers Podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. Hey, hey, hope you're in a good space today, my friend. I've been thinking about you a lot in the last few weeks because as I've been in various teacher groups, chatting with our Accelerator members and reading lots of emails from our community, I'm hearing that everyone is feeling a little stuck, like literally stuck. (laughs) You can't go anywhere right now because of the pandemic, of course, right? But you feel like you just need to get away, like there's no choice. However, where are you going to go, right? Stuck. Or maybe you're trying to switch between in-person, hybrid, and virtual teaching, and you can't seem to make progress in any of them. Stuck, right? Now, if that is resonating with you today, I have a little something that may help. This phenomenon called context switching. Now, when I discovered this idea several years ago, it totally changed how I managed my day and it has given me so much momentum to get unstuck and to start moving forward. My team always says that there is such a thing as SST, which is Susan Standard Time, right? In terms of how we how much we get done in a set period of time. And everybody thinks that it's this magical thing, this SST is some magical thing that you go at warp speed and you somehow manage to get so much more done than the quote unquote average person. But it's really not. Um it's really there's no magic behind it. What it is is kind of addressing this idea of context switching and rearranging your day, your time, your week to make sure that you are absolutely focused on what you need to get focused on so that you can make massive progress. So I want that kind of progress for you too in whatever area you feel stuck in, whether it's at school, whether it's personally, whatever. So let's dive into this idea together. Now, first up, what is context switching? Let's talk about that. So the the words context switching actually come from computer engineering. So in computing, a context switch is when an operating system stores where you're at so you can go back later. And there's, I'm really simplifying that. You have to know that. Um, When you go to the show notes, there's a link that will actually talk about what a context switch is in an operating system. And it's got a lot of heavy language in it that explains it a whole lot more in depth than that. But that's what it truly is if you boil it down. When an operating system stores where you're at so you can go back later, right? It essentially allows you to multitask on your machine. Now, multitasking can be great at certain times, like when your computer is trying to do multiple things for you at once, right? Like when it's allowing you to be on Messenger and at the same time as you're answering emails at the same time that you are checking in on your Google Classroom, right? Like multitasking has its place um, for your computer, but it's terrible for us as humans, right? And this is coming from a serial multitasker. In fact, when I listen to podcasts, I'm 
listening, but I'm usually really doing something else at the same time. I might be dusting my house. I might be working on another project and the the noise is really just a background, right? So if that's you, come on back. Because multitasking never allows you to fully focus on one thing. Your attention is pulled in so many different directions that you're not able to do any one of them well, right? So here's where this becomes important to us as humans, right? Context switching in humans is when we're jumping back and forth between tasks all day, every day right? So it's a little different than what happens in the computing world. But really, for us, that's what context switching looks like. And according to research, it actually eats up almost 80% of your time. (laughs) That's wild to me that the the act of context switching, of trying to to do and multitask and, and move between topics throughout your day, eats up 80% of your time, right? We all talk about the fact that we don't have enough time, but what happens is that it's actually leaking. If you think of it kind of that way, your time is leaking out because we're trying to do so much. So here's what that might look like. We could be working on three to four different projects on the same day and jumping between each project multiple times throughout the day. Or we might be moving between tasks and never finishing any of them throughout the day. Or more simply, it could be something like you're writing an email, then working on curriculum, then grading a student assignment, then writing another email, then going back to that student assignment grading, then checking your text messages. Does that sound familiar? I know it sounds familiar to me (laughs) because that is what my days used to look like. Um, So here's why and how that act of context switching holds us back, right? Context switching might sound like a normal day for you. I know it totally did for me, but here's where the research gets really interesting. When we context switch during our day, we lose momentum and focus. That's where that leaking of time comes in. So every time that we start a new task, it takes our brains a specific amount of time to let go of what we were working on earlier and switch over. That is what causes us to lose time. That's what causes the leak, right? It's because our brains can't automatically just switch over and not let have space to let go of what you were working on. Because as we have to constantly remind ourselves, we're not computers, We're human beings, right? So that's why when we're working on so many things during a day, it can sometimes feel like we haven't accomplished anything at all. Hands up if you've ever had that feeling, like you come home and your spouse or a friend asks you, how was your day? What did you get done? And you think back and you're like, geez, I don't know, right? Like I know I was busy. I know I felt like today was just a huge day of things, But what did I get done? I really don't know. That is context switching at its worst, right? Um, So according to psychologist Gerald Weinberg, context switching can cost us anywhere from 40 to 80% of productivity time. So here's how that breaks down in real life, right? If you're focusing on one task at a time, 100% of your productive time is available, right? I want you to start to visualize this in your mind. For me, I'm visualizing this kind of like as a, as a, um, a, 
box or some sort of grid, right? So 100% of your time if you are focusing on one task at a time. If you're trying to juggle two tasks at a time and you're switching between both of those tasks, 40% of your productive time is available for each and 20% of your available time is lost to the context switching. So you're doing two tasks, right? At the same time, you're checking emails or you have your email application open so that you can answer emails and you're monitoring the the breakout rooms in your Zoom rooms, right? 40% of your time is is really taking a look at those emails and monitoring that. 40% of your time is over here in that Zoom room breakout sessions, making sure that the kiddos are okay. And 20%, the remaining 20% is lost due to context switching. So that's this part that evaporates, that leaks out. Now, if you start juggling three tasks at a time, you only have 20% of your productive time for each of the available tasks, and 40% is lost to context switching. Are you seeing how this is starting to like kind of compound on each other? right? And think about that. That's if you're juggling three tasks at a time. You have your email open, you have your, you're monitoring that Zoom room, and then maybe at the same time you're trying to catch up on some lesson planning. You're only committing 20% of your time to each of those tasks if you're doing that simultaneously, and then 40% is gone. It's out, right, from the leakage from going back and forth. That is crazy to me, but do you see how that happens and why we talk about the fact that it feels like we don't have enough time, right? Because it's evaporating. Now, I actually learned about this from mindset coach Todd Herman. I, Like I said, I uh, discovered him and his program 90 Day Year years ago, actually, way back in 2016. And when I, when I heard him talk about this, it was like a light bulb went off for me. Todd Herman coaches Olympic athletes to use their minds as part of their training practice. It's a performance-based coach, right? And as he explains, context switching feels like spinning your wheels. You're pushing hard on the gas, but you're not going anywhere. So if that is how you're feeling, then you know at some point you are engaging in context switching. That's how you know whether or not you're actually having a problem with context switching is if that's how you feel. So what do you do instead? Herman suggests something called the block and tackle method. Now, Dan Tricorico, who I love, talks about this on his blog, The Zen Teacher, right? And I'm linking to that in the show notes. In the block and tackle method, You're going to block off sections of your day to work on a single task. Nothing else is able to happen during that time block. You're just going to tackle that one task, block and tackle. You'll work on it with total focus during that time. And when the time is up, you're able to move to the next block and tackle. Now, when you do this, you'll want to turn off all distractions. So turning off text messages and email notifications and the ringer on your phone, all of that. And then dig into that task for the time that you've allotted. And I promise you're going to be amazed at how much you can actually get done. When I started using this block and tackle method, what used to take me a month to get done took me a week. It's incredible how much time you can save if you use this block and tackle method. So 
I'm going to share with you what this looks like for me in my practice. Um, And you've got to keep in mind that what I do is different than what you're doing if you're a teacher right now. Um, But it gives you a good example. And then I'm going to walk you through how you might modify this based on your the reality of your situation as an educator. Okay, so here's how it looks for me in practice. Every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. is email cleanup time for me. From 10 to 12, it's podcast work. And from one to four, I'm working on one big task that I have for the week. And right now, that's getting our new lesson packs out to people. So I know that we've we've got everything up. I just need to get the emails written and I need to get the access codes done and all of that. That's a big project. And so um, I know that I'm going to block off from 1 to 4 p.m. on Mondays to tackle that particular project. Now, that doesn't mean that I only have one big project for the week. I have, I usually have three to four big projects during the week. And so I have various blocks in different days to tackle the different projects. But instead of working on all the projects every day, I'm blocking off a specific longer period of time to work on them with intense focus, okay? Tuesdays, I work on a totally different focus. The email block stays the same every day. So from 9 to 10, I'm always working on those emails to keep them clear just for my own sanity. But then Tuesday blocks are meant for creation of new products, tools, and resources. So again, I'm going to tackle another big project, but it's usually a project that has to do with creating something. So I know that Tuesdays are reserved for my creative juices. I need that. Um, If I don't, if I keep pushing that away and I don't set aside time for that, it really wrecks havoc with me. So Tuesdays are my creating day. Wednesdays are my meeting days. So any meeting that people need to have with me gets added to Wednesdays only. And once my Wednesday time slots are filled, the, the next time I'm able to meet with you is going to be the next Wednesday. I don't schedule that at another time during my week because I want to know that when I'm in Wednesdays and I'm in that meeting mode, I have that focus in my brain, right? So it allows me time to focus on each person and project that's happening in those meetings, as well as time after that day to actually work on the next steps that come from those meetings. Because you know, a meeting is never just one meeting. There's always things that happen, some outcomes that come from a meeting that you're going to need to address, which is where Thursdays come in. So Thursday morning blocks are reserved for addressing the needs from Wednesday meetings. It allows me to clean it up and keep track of it. Afternoon blocks are reserved for my team to brainstorm and work on larger projects with me. So, you know, my team has multiple divisions. We have a creative division. We have an academics division. We have a curriculum division. And each of those divisions need to to work with me on projects that they're working on, right? If you can imagine, that gets a little crazy, right? Because what academics is working on is very different than what you know, creative uh, folks are working on. And so being able to block off time um, specifically on Thursdays to work with each of them individually on their specific thing for a very specific time. And I'm talking like maybe an hour block. That's it. Right. But in that hour, I am only focused on that particular project. And then I will go to the next one. Right. Instead of trying to to multitask and go between all of them all at once. And then Fridays are all about creation again. My Fridays look very similar to my Tuesdays because that is what feeds me is creation. So I make sure that that becomes a priority. Now, as teachers, 
your blocks are going to look very different based on your schedule, right? What I want you to focus on is the blocks around your teaching schedule. So you may be in the midst of teaching um, in person at, you know, from nine to 10, and then you've got to hop into a virtual room from 10 to 11. And, you know, that's your daily schedule. You're not going to be able to change that because that's usually set by admin. However, the blocks around your schedule, your free blocks, as well as the time before and after your your actual teaching schedule is where I want you to focus your attention for this. Give yourself a set time to work on emails or set aside a block for that next big lesson planning project. So maybe when you have planning time on Tuesdays from two to three, every Tuesday you're working on lesson planning during that time block and it's not being used for grading or for checking emails or whatever. That block is reserved just for lesson planning. Um, Or you could have a set uh, block just for grading, right? Don't try to do all of it every day. Instead, work intently on one thing at a time with a plan for when you'll get to the big items on your list. So you know you're going to need to do grading this week. You know you're going to need to do lesson planning. You know you're going to have to answer those emails. So instead of just trying to cram it all in every day, set aside blocks of time where you can really focus on that and then explain that. So for for me, Um, When I coach teachers through this, I often tell them, let your administrator know that you will be checking emails from this time to this time, and then they're being shut off, and then you'll check them once again from this time to this time, because especially now during a pandemic when email is communication is crazy between, you know, teachers and parents and admin, your admin need to know you're not avoiding emails, you're just trying to be as efficient as possible at addressing them. So let them know that. Let parents know that. Be communicative with them. Um, Let your team know, you know, Tuesdays, I'm going to set this aside for lesson planning. If anybody wants to join me, here's, this would be a great time. Let's try this together, either virtually or in person. Um, Be open to that, right? Um, Then you can come back and kind of work through those big items on your list, right? You have the plan. You have your big items. You can put that to work. Um, now I would really love for you to then come on back and let me know if you're seeing bigger progress, right? Remember your framework for this might look different than mine, but that's okay. The key here is to be intentional and make this idea work for your unique situation. And it's not just for school, my friends. You can use this in your personal life as well. You can set aside blocks of time for exercise, and that's the only thing you're going to be doing during that time because you know it's a piece of self-care that you need. Or you can you can set aside a period of time for, um, you know, game night for you and your family if that's something that you enjoy because that's a way for you to connect. These are things that you can, pockets that you can put in where multitasking is not something that we're engaging in. In fact, we're disengaging from the multitasking and really focusing our time where we want our priorities to be. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions about this topic. Remember, you can use the Ask Me Anything button on the podcast page to share with me your ideas and what's bubbling to the surface for you. Just head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers and you'll find today's show notes, contact area, and links for more resources. 
And of course, if you're enjoying the show and know somebody who could benefit from our discussions, please share the podcast with them because together we can chase the spark of our ideas and make a brighter future for everyone. I'll see you soon. Well, check that off your list, my friend. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash Spark Chasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show, and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon. 